Again, good morning and welcome, especially to all you students coming back. You know, I was talking to some students after the 8 a.m. mass, and we were like, you know what? College is always way better when you don't have classes yet, right? <laughs> classes are important, but it's always fun to come back the first couple weeks before they start, just to be able to, yeah, catch up and be with each other, especially after such a long year of not being able to be with each other. So we praise God for the opportunities that we have in these next coming weeks. You know, also I see a little bit of gaps in the pews, which is fine today, but next weekend we're going to probably add a couple more hundred at this Mass, so we're going to have to do the St. Mary squeeze in order to fit everyone in here, so it's like we need a new church or something, right? <laughs> right, it's coming, y'all, it's coming. I heard this deal is going to be put up in the next couple weeks, which will be awesome to see it start growing. The Lord definitely blesses us here at Aguiland, right? Awesome. All right, so today we're talking about Mary. So in the assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary that we celebrate as a great solemnity today on August 15th. So a couple of truths that I just want to drop for you first. Just to keep in mind as I paint this picture or try to paint a picture for you. There's two truths that I want to always have in the background of your heart and of your mind. So the first one is never be afraid of loving the Blessed Virgin Mary too much. You can never love her more than her son Jesus does comes from St. Maximilian Kolbe, whose feast day was yesterday. The second truth that I want to drop for you right now is Jesus Christ is the only son in all of human history that ever was and that ever will be who would help create his own mom. So why wouldn't he make her spotless and pure? So to keep those in the background as we paint this picture this morning. So you have the assumption of Our Lady, Our Lady who assumes into heaven at the end of her life, body and soul. And our Lord protects her from the sting and wound of death to be able to bring her into heaven to be with her son forever. But we might wonder, you know, where is this founded? Where is this in Scripture? Maybe some of your Protestant brothers and sisters ask you that. You know, where is this found? Where is Jesus teaching us this? Where is God teaching us, revealing this dogma of the faith? We would say something we must believe as Catholic. No, and also, why did the Lord have, or why did Holy Mother Church have us choose these readings for today? A reading from Revelation, our first reading, and even from the visitation, we would say, is Mary's visiting Elizabeth in the Gospel of Luke. Why was that chosen for the Assumption today? Something we're going to look at. Now, first, as we're starting to paint this picture, you now remembering in these past couple weeks, we've been journeying through John chapter 6. And we've been hearing about the Eucharist, the bread from heaven. Jesus himself. Now we've been seeing that there's a lot of Old Testament prefiguring the New Testament in John chapter 6, where we hear about the manna, which is the bread come down from heaven, which is a foreshadowing of the Eucharist, Jesus himself, the bread that's come down from heaven that gives life to the world. Other times in scripture, Jesus is also prefigured, we could say through the Adam. So Adam, who was the man who fell into sin, Jesus comes as the new Adam, who then saves us, and him who is without sin. Now, Jesus is not the only one in Scripture who is prefigured in the Old Testament into the New. Oh, we also see that with Mother Mary. You know, we see Eve, who's the first woman who does fall into sin, and then Mary, who we call the New Eve, through Eve, who is disobedient, and now the New Eve, Mary, who is completely obedient to her son and to God, and who is spotless without sin. So in a similar way today, what we're going to explore is how the Ark of the Covenant in the Old Testament, Mary is 
the new Ark of the Covenant in the New Testament, and how this new Ark of the Covenant has helped us to understand why we have this solemnity today, and how these readings in Holy Mother Church's perfect wisdom are purposely given to us to reveal this new Ark of the Covenant who is Mary. Now, first off, when I'm saying this word, Ark of the Covenant, you might not be knowing what I'm talking about. Maybe some of the older generation, you're thinking of Indiana Jones. I don't know if young people will watch Indiana Jones anymore. But uh, it's talked about there in that movie. But also, if you remember back to the Old Testament, we hear about the Ark of the Covenant with our Jewish brothers and sisters, with the people of Israel. So if you remember, Moses goes up to Mount Sinai, he receives the Ten Commandments, and then God tells him to make this container, this box to put them in so that he may dwell in this container made of wood covered in gold. So Moses does make this container as God orders him to, and he puts the Ten Commandments in there. So we learn this from the book of Exodus. We also then learn from the book of Hebrews in Scripture that also dwelling in this Ark of the Covenant, which is often called a tabernacle in Scripture, is the manna from heaven. So pieces of the bread that came down from heaven in the desert with Israelites were placed in this Ark of the Covenant, as well as the staff or the rod of Aaron, who is one of the first priests of the Jewish people who traveled along with Moses as well. So those three things are in the Ark of the Covenant, as well as God who dwells there. So this Ark of the Covenant is a place of dwelling for God, who the Israelites follow in their journey throughout the desert. God promises that he will be with them always. So what I'd like to do this morning, and you can kind of buckle up with me, and uh, if you have a journal, feel free to write down these verses. We're going to see how, in multiple ways, we see the ark cited in the Old Testament scripture, and also parallels that happen with Mary as the new ark in the New Testament. So let's go ahead and start off with Exodus chapter 40. So in Exodus chapter 40, we hear this ark of the covenant, the old ark, described as the glory of the Lord overshadowing. So the glory of the Lord overshadows and comes down into the Ark of the Covenant. Even a cloud comes and hovers over it. Now the Greek word used for this overshadowing them is episkiaso. Episkiaso. Has anyone taken Greek in here? All right, good. Then you don't know if I'm saying it right or not. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm saying it right. But if you study Greek, come talk to me afterwards. All right, so this episkiaso, the same verb, is also used in Luke chapter 1, whenever we hear of the angel Gabriel coming to Mary in the Annunciation. She says, Hail, full of grace. And the angel says that the Holy Spirit, the God of the Most High, will overshadow, using the same verb, episkiaso, overshadow Mary, where God will then dwell within her, the new Ark of the Covenant. All right, so that's the first one that we got in the parallel, the overshadowing. The second one is from 2 Samuel chapter 6. So in 2 Samuel chapter 6, we're seeing King David, the great king of Israel, who is in the line of both Mary and Joseph and Jesus himself, the same family heritage. But we hear that David arose and went to the hill country of Judah to bring the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem. Now in a similar way, similar way what we just read in our gospel today, we even have it here that in Luke chapter 1, we hear that Mary, that she also arose, she made haste and went to the hill country of Judah to visit her cousin Elizabeth. So we even see this urgency as well as a commonality of going to the hill country of Judah for both David and Mary. Now another parallel that we see is that in 2 Samuel chapter 6, we hear that David says, how can the ark come to me? 
You know, in the Old Testament, he said, how can the Ark of the Covenant come to me, to my home, to my kingdom? Now, in a similar way, what we just heard in our gospel, we fast forward to Luke chapter 1, verse 43. And I'll read it from here. We hear Elizabeth say, and how does this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? How should this be, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? So David and Elizabeth, both in question of how are they so honored to have this Ark of the Covenant, the new and the old, come into their presence. Now, number four for our parallel, as you know, and you probably learned from Scripture, is the Ark was coming into Jerusalem, into David's kingdom. He leapt for joy that the presence of the Lord was coming before him. He leapt for joy, even did a little jig, and then he exclaims, he shouts in exultation. If you remember, too, of just what we just read, that as Mary comes to Elizabeth in the hill country, that John the Baptist, who is in her womb, also leaps for joy. And as well as we hear that Elizabeth shouts in exultation as she hears the voice of her cousin. For at that moment, the sound of your greeting reached my ears. The infant in my womb leaped for joy or leapt for joy. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you would be the word, the Lord would be fulfilled. All right, so we also have in a parallel of how long the Ark of the Covenant remained in Judah in the hill country. So in 2 Samuel, we hear that the Ark of the Covenant, when David was there, uh, remained three months in Obedidah, which is a city in the hill country of Judah. We also heard in our gospel today at the very end that Mary stayed with Elizabeth in the hill country for three months until John the Baptist was born. And then our final parallel today, my brothers and sisters, is God commanded that the Ark of the Covenant, the old Ark of the Covenant, be built of acacia wood, which was an incorruptible wood at the time. The Lord didn't want the wood to decay so that the Ark could be strong for centuries. In a similar way, we know that God also preserved Mary and her body to be incorruptible, to not be touched or tainted by sin, that she was per perpetually a virgin, and then also that she didn't experience the sin or the sting of death as she was preserved body and soul into heaven. All right, so uh, that's going through a little bit of our gospel and the connection as to why our gospel was chosen today and the parallels to the Old Testament as well of Mary being pointed towards as the new Ark of the Covenant. Well, if we look at Second uh, Revelation today, which was our first reading, why didn't we at Holy Mother Church give us Revelation? Well, in the book of Revelation, at the very beginning, you know, we hear in verse 19. So this is, a, if you're following along, this is chapter 11, verse 19. Then God's temple in heaven was opened, and the ark of his covenant could be seen in the temple. There were flashes of lightning, rumblings, and perils of thunder, and earthquake, and a violent hailstorm. A great sign appeared in the sky, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. So we see John, who's receiving this revelation, the book of Revelation, in a dream, that he's almost superimposing this old Ark of the Covenant that dwells in heaven now, as well as Mary as the new Ark of the Covenant, that they're back-to-back -back that he's describing them, that he's describing almost one reality here, which just helps us to realize more and more of God's intention for us to see Mary as the new Ark of the Covenant. Now, one of the things I love about being Catholic, my friends, is, yeah, we have two fonts of revelation, right? So we're looking at Scripture right now of how God reveals himself to us and reveals truths to us through Scripture. 
but then also he reveals to us through sacred tradition. And then in the early church, already in the fourth century, we're seeing early church fathers talking about Mary as the Ark of the Covenant. So this is from St. Athanasius in the fourth century. And I quote, For who is your equal in greatness, O dwelling place of God the Word, O Ark of the Covenant clothed with purity instead of gold? You are the Ark in which divinity resides. You carry within you the feet, the head, and the entire body of the perfect God. Already in the fourth century, we see the church fathers pointing towards Mary as this Ark of the Covenant in which our Lord dwells. Then in the 8th century, John of Damascus, who's revered in the West as well as in the East, so the Eastern Church in the West at the time. St. John says, Today the holy incomparable virgin enters the heavenly sanctuary that lies above the universe. Today the solemnity of the Assumption, today the holy living ark of the living God, the one who carried her own maker within him herself, comes to her rest in the temple of the Lord, not made by hands. David, her ancestor and God's, leaps for joy. The angels join in the dance. So my friends, the solemnity of the Assumption wasn't actually promulgated until 1950 with Pope Pius XII. It wasn't something that was just created in the Middle Ages by some random pope. It was made, it was, he promulgated this because of what he saw in Scripture, of what he saw the early church fathers saying, that was already present in the living tradition of the church to honor Our Lady, the new Ark of the Covenant, who has taken body and soul into heaven. And so he just was basically stating something that already had been carried along throughout the centuries. So just to close today, as we celebrate Our Lady and seeing her as the new Ark of the Covenant, we see the whole Ark contained the Ten Commandments, how Mary, she houses the Word of God. The old ark had the manna inside of it, but Mary, she herself, had the bread of life within her womb. The ark of the covenant had the staff of Aaron, who's the priestly class um, of the people of Israel, whereas Mary had himself the eternal high priest. My friends, today the Lord desires for us to draw close to Mary, to have a relationship with her, to know that her going to heaven has also helped to prepare a way just as her son did before. And that we can trust, just as the Israelite people followed the Ark of the Covenant in this life, that if we follow Mary, the new Ark of the Covenant, that she will always lead us to her Son and lead us to everlasting life in heaven. Thank you for listening to Aggie Catholic Homilies. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Be sure to check out our sister podcast, Aggie Catholic Talks, to hear talks from Magnify, Catholicism 101, and more. Thanks, God bless, and gig up.